It's a Monday evening. We are live at Sports Page Grill Ashland. Coming up to 6 o'clock, a very busy hour of live local sports talk ahead. Hi, friend. Trop with them in this hour. Henrico, boys basketball coach Vance Harmon will join us live. We've got the Randolph-Macon roundup. Football on the bye week, but huge things going on with women's soccer, women's volleyball, and so much more. And the brand new VHSL football regional rankings are out. We'll go through them all, tell you who's in, who's got work to do, and who's eliminated with just two regular season weeks to go. It's all coming up after the news on WHAN Ashland Richmond, W275BQ Ashland. It's 6 o'clock. NBC News Radio. I'm Brian Shook. Cal Fire is hoping to take advantage of calmer winds today as thousands of firefighters battled the Kincaid Fire in Northern California. The blaze has ripped through more than 66,000 acres in Sonoma County since it broke out last Wednesday night near the town of Guyersville. The Getty Fire in Los Angeles has burned through 618 acres, but the fire appears to be slowing down. Governor Newsom says local agencies are in command, but the state is helping to secure more air power to help fight the fire. Newsom declared a statewide state of emergency over the weekend. That statewide declaration provides additional resources. Uh, those include, but are not limited to, access to unemployment insurance. House Democrats are plotting the next steps toward the possible impeachment of President Trump. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announced that the House will take a vote Thursday that establishes the procedure in the ongoing impeachment inquiry. In a letter to House Dems, Pelosi said it will set the stage for open hearings and the release of transcripts from closed witness depositions. A suspect is under arrest in connection with a deadly party shooting in North Texas. The Hunt County Sheriff's Office says Brandon Gonzalez was captured at work this morning at a Greenville area auto dealership. He's accused of killing two people and wounding at least six others over the weekend. Senate Democrats hope to overturn a White House move against Obamacare. Tom Roberts reports. Dems will try to force a vote this week overturning a federal rule allowing states to ignore parts of the Affordable Care Act. Democrats will need help from four Republicans to hit a simple majority needed to pass. In a statement, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer accused Republicans of continuing efforts to sabotage the health care of millions of Americans with pre-existing conditions. Tom Roberts, NBC News Radio. The Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 132 points today to close at 27.090. The S&P 500 rose 16 points to 30.39. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Now, Sky 
trash can weather for the RVA from 1029 The Mater. For tonight, increasing cloudiness. Look for a low about 50 degrees. Mostly cloudy tomorrow with a high of 71. Mostly cloudy and 54 overnight tomorrow night. Then on Wednesday, slight chance of showers. Mostly cloudy with a high of 70 degrees. Chance of showers overnight Wednesday night. Showers likely on Thursday. Cloudy with a high of 72. From the Mater Weather Center in the center of the universe, I'm John Waters. The Mater presents In the Red Zone with Rob Witham. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Massey, Wood, and West and by the Sports Page Grill in downtown Ashland. It's a beautiful Monday night here in the center of the universe. So we are in the final week of October, Halloween on Thursday. November begins Friday. It's getting serious in fall sports at the high school and the collegiate level. And we greet you live at Sports Page Grill Ashland. Hi, friends. Rob with them. Welcome to In the Red Zone here on 102.9 The Mater, 102.9 FM, 1430 AM. Fans listening online tonight at rbasportsnetwork.com and hanoverkountysports.net. And those of you who are listening tonight on the TuneIn Radio app on radio, Y'all, R-A-D-I-A-L-L. That's R-A-D-I-A-L-L. In this hour, we will go through the latest Virginia High School League football regional standings that came out earlier today. Uh, they are now available with complete analysis on the playoff races from 6A all the way down to Region 1A at rbasportsnetwork.com. We get that up and running as quickly as we can on Mondays to get you posted on what's happening. We're going to break that all down coming up after our first commercial timeout in a few moments. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we will be joined by the head boys basketball coach at Henrico High School. Longtime legendary coach, I might add. Vance Harmon is in the house, and he will join us here live tonight on In the Red Zone. We'll look ahead to the 2019-2020 season and much more as basketball is just around the corner. And I can confirm that not next week, but in two weeks on the 11th of November, very happy to say Patrick Henry girls basketball coach Philip Cobb is going to join us here live in the red zone coming out of day one of official practice and tryouts for the 2019-2020 season winter sports at the high school level. They can begin practice two weeks from today but we will begin tonight just up the road at randolph macon college we'll talk football in a moment we want to talk about a couple of other sports that have just had a phenomenal season and we have a chance to give a little bit more of a spotlight to them tonight number one women's volleyball last wednesday night their uh, charge as it were was to go up 64 to 81 get to bridgewater college take on bridgewater and win to clinch what would be their sixth consecutive old dominion athletic conference regular season championship mission accomplished final randolph macon defeats bridgewater and they win the old dominion athletic conference regular season title then over the weekend they split a pair of non-conference games, but the win was over 16th-ranked Juniana. They won that one in five sets. And because of her work in both of those victories over Bridgewater 
and Juniana, senior Alexia Wolf, the product out of James River High School, named ODAC Player of the Week for women's volleyball. Ten kills in that fourth set went over Bridgewater. And then, uh, let's see, in Arcadia, in that match, that's the one that they lost in four sets. Eleven kills there. Ten more kills in the win over Juniana. She's second on the team with 207. Second in total attacks with 584. Third on the club in blocking with 54 total blocks. For the Yellow Jackets, that's their third player of the week this year. Sydney Koch won one earlier in the season. So did freshman Grace Parker. They are still undefeated in the ODAC. They have senior night coming up Wednesday night against Shenandoah. They will honor a, a legendary class of seven seniors, which include Wolf and the 2017 ODAC Player of the Year, Miranda Hall, the former Hanover High School graduate. And that will be on Wednesday night. And that will start at 7 o'clock. I believe it's also senior night that night for Patrick Henry girls volleyball when they get set for a matchup against Powhatan, which is probably going to be for the number two seed there in Region 4B, that tournament getting underway next week. 21-5 and five overall is Randolph-Macon women's volleyball. And should they win the ODAC quarterfinal, they will have to play in the 1-8 matchup. But if they win that for the sixth consecutive year, Randolph-Macon will be the home for the ODAC Championship semifinals and finals. Semis will be played next Friday, November 8th, and the champion will be crowned on Saturday, November 9th. Well, women's soccer just keeps on going. Senior day. All six seniors score Saturday afternoon as 15th-ranked Randolph-Macon goes to 16-0 on the season. 9-0 over Hollins. This is now besting by far their best start in school history going back to that 1995 team of nearly a quarter century ago. Yellow Jackets are 8-0 in ODAC play, and again, 16-0 overall. They have 24 points. Washington and Lee's second in the conference. It's seven wins, no losses, one tie, and 22 points. And in the initial South Atlantic regional ranking, which has a lot to do with, you know, if you win the ODAC, you'll go to the NCAA tournament. If for some reason you fall short of the ODAC championship tournament, can you get an at-large bid? Well, with Randolph-Macon now ranked fifth in the initial South Atlantic rankings, and they possibly could go higher than that. TCNJ is first. CNU second. Center is third at 17-0. Emory is fourth at 9-4. Then there's Randolph-Macon, Roanoke, Montclair State, and Lynchburg, who the Yellow Jackets defeated earlier uh, last week. Their next matchup will be at home Wednesday night. That is a 6.30 start across the railroad tracks at the soccer field. Now lighted, I might add, against Eastern Mennonite. Now, sorry about that. Had to clear the old throat, fans. Uh, Football, as you know, had a bye week last week. They are back into action, and we have basically uh, entered a two-week period where we will have three football games that will essentially determine the 2019 ODAC champion. Here's how it works. It all began two weeks ago when uh, on that Saturday afternoon when Randolph-Macon played up in uh, Buena Vista, defeated Southern Virginia 47-27 to go into the bye week at 5-0 in the ODAC and 6-1 overall. Then that was also the afternoon where Washington and Lee had the win at Emory and Henry up 21 points. But the Wasps fight back and tied at 42 with no time remaining. A 39-yard Hail Mary pass into the end zone was caught. And on homecoming, Emory and Henry stuns Washington and Lee. Now, the Generals had to face undefeated Bridgewater this past Saturday while Randolph-Macon was on their bye week, and Bridgewater got the win. 
So Bridgewater is 5-0, Randolph-Macon 5-0. They are tied for first in the Old Dominion Athletic Conference. Bridgewater is undefeated overall at 7-0. And last week were ranked 25th in the D3Football.com National Top 25. Randolph-Macon, as you know, their lone loss opening night to Johns Hopkins back on the 5th of September. Now, Emory and Henry wins this past week, so they're in uh, conference play at 5-2. and two. They still are hanging around here in the ODAC race, and this Saturday begins a pivotal two-week period. Now, number one, Bridgewater has to go to Emory and Henry. So if the Wasps have any shot at winning the ODAC championship, this is what Emory and Henry wants to have happen. Number one, they got to beat Bridgewater. Then number two, Bridgewater needs to beat Randolph-Macon because Randolph-Macon beat Emory and Henry earlier in the season, 20-17 to in their ODAC opener. If that would pin a loss on Randolph-Macon and they would have a head-to-head win on Bridgewater, then they would need Hamden-Sydney to upset Randolph-Macon. They need some help to win the ODAC championship, but Emory and Henry has not been eliminated from the race, if you're wondering, at 4-1. and one. And again, they host Bridgewater this coming Saturday. So Yellow Jacket fans are also going to be Emory and Henry fans this week. They would love nothing more than Emory and Henry to pin their first, the uh, first loss on Bridgewater and have Bridgewater hosting Randolph making a week from Saturday with the Yellow Jackets up a game. But for that to happen, the Yellow Jackets have got to beat a Washington and Lee team that's going to come in mad. Uh, they're going to come in upset. And they're going to come in hoping at this point to play spoiler in an ODAC race where they were right in the thick of things up until that Hail Mary a week and a half ago. Now losers of two straight in the conference, they're at three and two. If they went out, the best they could hope for is a tie. But even if that happened, uh, tiebreaker situations may not be in their favor. But still, Washington and Lee has a lot to play for. And that could be a very dangerous situation when the triple option offense comes here today field. So Saturday, number one, let's remember Saturday is train day. We'll have live coverage of train day here on the Bader, live from 9 until 11 on Saturday morning. And then we'll join you live at day field for the Lux Chevrolet pregame show. That'll get started at uh, 1230 Saturday afternoon. Kickoff will be at 1 o'clock. Randolph-Macon, Washington, and Lee. The Yellow Jackets can get a victory there. Then they'll either go to Bridgewater and both teams will be unbeaten in the ODAC and the game November the 9th will be for the ODAC championship. Or if Emory and Henry can pin a first loss on Bridgewater, then Randolph-Macon could go to Bridgewater next Saturday with a chance to win the ODAC championship outright with a victory. But first things first, if Randolph-Macon doesn't win here at home on Saturday, ODAC championship plans then shrink significantly still alive but it would be a whole lot better scenario if they go in with a victory here saturday so again our coverage begins at 12 30. washington and lee randolph macon here on the mater and of course on the lux chevrolet scoreboard during the game we'll keep you posted on bridgewater and Embry and Henry. Let's take our first time out. When we come back the new numbers are out the latest standings are in let's talk high school football tell you what's happening in all the regions here in the metro richmond area who's clinched bids who still has work to do, who's on the outside looking in, and so much more as we look ahead to a game of the week where one team's already in the postseason and they're looking for a perfect regular season and another team needs to win to keep their postseason hopes alive. That's all coming up after this timeout. Live from Sports Page Grill Ashland, you are in the Red Zone. We'll be back with more from the Red Zone after these messages. 
Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. Massey Wood and West has been servicing the Richmond and surrounding areas since 1923, offering the finest in HVAC systems, home heating, fuel oil, propane gas, and more. Massey Wood and West is a premier dealer of high oil cooling and heating equipment, offering professional service and installation of HVAC systems, gas, or oil furnaces. Heil systems are backed by a century of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. Massey Wood and West also gives you one stop shopping for standby generators, tankless water heaters, gas logs, and other quality Heil equipment. Call today. Stay cool in the summer, warm in the winter with Massey Wood and West. Call 355-1721. That's 355-1721. Or go online to MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com. Massey Wood and West, a premier Heil dealer. Massey Wood and West, prompt, dependable service since 1923. I can't get my computer to work. Let me help you with that. How'd you do that? I just got techie with Geeks On Site. Our geeks literally come on site. No need to stop what you're doing or block off time. We come to your home, office, or wherever you are. And we don't just fix whatever computer issues you might be having. We explain and teach you along the way so you can feel empowered and then help others at home or in your office. Better yet, don't have time for tech support to come to you? Let us remote into your desktop or laptop, and one of our geeks will instantly walk you through. We offer affordable prices on our remote services and IT support. You and those in your office will never have to wait hours to have your technical questions answered. Get your free computer diagnosis today with your very own geek. Get started now and we'll help you instantly. Call 877-801-0746. 877-801-0746. That's 877-801-0746. Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Fans filing in on this Monday night. So glad you're with us here on 1029 The Mater. Listening on 102.9 FM, 1430 AM. Fans listening on the TuneIn Radio app on Radial, R-A-D-I-A-L-L. And for those of you online listening tonight around the universe at rbasportsnetwork.com, Calvin Cecil back in the controls, making sure we are all taken care of there in the Mater Studios, not far from where we are. Well, let's do it. Let's talk the latest Virginia High School League football standings. Um, Pretty crazy Friday night of football action this past week. Week 9 headlined by that unbelievable finish in Metallica where it looked like the Warriors were going to get a big win over Thomas Dale and stay in the top eight in Region 5B. If you don't know the background of what happened, Thomas Dale on what was supposed to be the final play of the game, uh, tried to do the laterals. You know you know how that goes. Uh, tried to recreate the play, Stanford Cal 1982, the band's on the field. And they weren't able to do it, and it looked like the game was over. And apparently some Matoica players ran onto the field prior to the end of the play and when they did that, they were penalized for illegal participation. 
a defensive penalty. Of course, a game cannot end on a defensive penalty. So Thomas Dale got the football when they got one untimed down at the 30-yard line. They throw a Hail Mary into the end zone, and just like Emory and Henry, their prayers were answered. Thomas Dale scores the touchdown and stuns Matoaka, 19-14, the final score. Jeff Milby, the uh, sports editor down at the Progress Index, had uh, a really, really telling and poignant version of the video where you see the touchdown throw, the touchdown catch, and you see a couple of Matoaka players just fall on the ground in absolute shock that that happened to them. And as a result, Matoaka drops out of the top eight in 5B while Thomas Dale moves up in 6A, and we'll start there. Oscar Smith, Ocean Lakes, Lanstown are your top three, and they're all in. Uh, they have clinched postseason bids. Thomas Dale is right on the verge. One final win here in the next two games. They play Granby, which is a 2-16 out of the 7-5-7 on Friday night. Whether they'll have Chris Tyree back or not, we don't know. He missed the Matoaga game. He has missed a lot of games now this season. For the Knights, if you lose a player of that caliber, it's going to hurt you. I don't care who, how good you are or who you are. Uh, but they go in the fourth place, and as you know, the top eight make the playoffs. Of course, the top four have home games in round one. The number one seed has home field advantage throughout the region playoffs, so long as they are victorious. So Thomasdale swaps places with Franklin County, who lost by one point to undefeated Lord Bodetot. They If they'd have held on and gotten that win, uh, then they would have been looking at the possibility of maybe getting into the number three seed ahead of Lanstown. But instead, they're five. Cosby is six. Now, Bad news for Cosby fans. After losing to Clover Hill this past Friday night, now you look ahead to your schedule, and you've got two very tough ones here at the end in Monacan and Manchester, both currently at 7-1. and one. That's the bad news. But here is the good news for Cosby. Number seven, Grassfield did win last week. Instead of being two points behind the Titans for six, they're now less than a point behind them. But the 8, 9, 10, and 11 seeds, all lost. Tallwood, Western Branch, Floyd Kellum, James River. All losing. Tallwood's the eight seed, the nine seed, Western Branch, now two and six. They have 23 points when you do the Virginia High School League formula, which is a total number of points divided by the total number of recognized games that you play against public school opponents. And Western Branch is currently now 2.875 points behind Cosby. So for Cosby, one win in the next two weeks, and they are in the playoffs, no doubt. But even if for some reason they finish 5-5, five and five, they finish on a four-game losing streak, and they've got two tough ones ahead of them, two ranked teams, teams that are ranked 7-3 and three in the latest NBC 12 RBA Sports Network Big 12 High School football poll, and they finish at 5-5, five and five, so long as either Western Branch or Floyd Kellum doesn't make a late run and get a couple of big upset victories, Cosby will make the postseason. The problem is if they drop much more, the opponents only get tougher, and nobody wants to go to Oscar Smith. In that 1-8 game, and by the way, Oscar Smith looks like they've wrapped up the one seed there with no problem. They're up uh, by uh, about three points on number two, Ocean Lakes. Now, let's get to the one everybody's talking about, and that's Region 5B. Highland Springs, 135-0 over Atlee on our game of the week on Friday night. They go to 8-0 on the season, 7-0 in the Virginia High School League record because they don't count their opening game against the private school Avalon of Maryland. So we'll be dividing their uh, point totals by nine at the end of the season, not by 10. But they're up by two points over now number two, Manchester. With the Lancers getting the victory this past week over Powhatan, a three-win team, while um, Deep Rome was beating J.R. Tucker, a one-win team, it gave Manchester just enough bonus points to overtake the Wildcats for second. 
by one-eighth of a point. So Manchester in the two-hole, deep run now three. Idle Verona stays in four. Prince George stays at five. They get a big win over Petersburg. Clover Hill with a win over Cosby stays at six, but they close the gap with Prince George. It's now a quarter-point race for that five and six position. A point and a half behind Clover Hill in seventh is Douglas Freeman. And then about a point and a third behind them in eighth, the Henrico Warriors. They are back in the top eight after they beat Hanover and Matoica fell to Thomas Dale. Now, the problem for Henrico is this. They are 5-4. and four. They have already played nine games. Their regular season ends this week, this Friday, when they take on Lee Davis. And Lee Davis only has two wins this year. So you're not going to be able to get a whole lot of bonus points out of that. They've got to root for teams that are playing Matoica in the last two weeks to beat Matoica. They want Manchester to beat L.C. Bird this week. They need Deep Run to beat Glen Allen this week. It would put them in a much better position to where a team could not overtake them next week when they are idle, they're on the sideline, and they're watching other teams try to take their playoff position. Metellica is literally less than two-tenths of a point behind Henrico in ninth, and then about a point behind them in tenth is L.C. Bird, who would vault into that top eight without a doubt if they knock off Manchester Friday. Same thing for Glen Allen, even though they're a point a little over a point behind L.C. Bird in 10th, and they're two and about a sixth points behind Henrico for the eighth position. Let's say Henrico wins this week. Let's say L.C. Uh, Bird loses. Let's say Matoica loses. Glen Allen knocks off eight and O oh, deep run. They may not make the top eight, but they'll be on the cusp of it. And then they have Douglas Freeman in their last game of the season next Friday night, and a win there could vault them back into the postseason. Atley is mathematically alive, so is Hermitage, but uh, really the chances of them making the playoffs it would be miraculous if they did. Uh, Mills Godwin, Midlothian, Tucker, Meadowbrook all looking ahead towards next season. So in right now in the postseason, the top four we know, Highland Springs, Manchester, Deep Run, Verona will be in the postseason. Uh, Prince George is all but in, so is Clover Hill. One more win for those teams, and they can punch their ticket as well. Douglas Freeman has some work to do, so does Enrico. And Matoica, Elsie Bird, and Glen Allen are the teams on the outside with the best chance of trying to crash the party. In 4B, Louisa hangs on to their number one seeding. They're 8 0 now after their win over Fluvanna. Eastern View is still 8 0. They had their bye week, and now they come out of it playing 6 and 2 Spotsylvania, who is number six in Region 4B. Monacan has crept up to third and has crept right behind Eastern View, even though they are 7 and 1, and Eastern View is 8 and 0. Strength of schedule puts them a little over a tenth of a point behind the Cyclones. And so Monacan is rooting for Spotsylvania because if the Knights could hand the Cyclones their first loss of the year and Monacan's victorious on uh, Friday night, <clears throat> excuse me, then Chiefs are looking like they could get into the number two spot. And if Louisa would slip either against Western Albemarle or Albemarle here in the last two weeks, the one seed could be in play. But right now it's more realistic to say the two. Patrick Henry with a win over Armstrong. They're in fourth, but they are less than two-tenths of a point ahead of number five, Dinwiddie, and the problem, Patrick Henry's played nine games, Dinwiddie only eight. Strength of schedule favors Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie plays this week. Patrick Henry does not. They have, of course, one game left. That's Tomato Bowl 61 here live on the Mater one week from Friday night, November the 8th. So Patrick Henry's rooting for teams that are playing Dinwiddie to beat Dinwiddie. They would prefer, frankly, for Eastern View to beat Spotsylvania. And so Dinwiddie and Spotsylvania would stay behind them during this bye week. And then PH beats Lee Davis in the Tomato Bowl. 
and then they just kind of see where the chips fall in terms of whether or not they can hold on to the four seed. And if you do, you get a home game in the first round. You host that 4-5 game. Trust me, there's a huge difference between playing your home, uh, playing your uh, region quarterfinal, let's say, against Dinwiddie at home as opposed to having to get on the bus and take about a one-hour, ten-minute drive down I-95 and I-85 to Navy Nation where they have a distinct home field advantage. Spotsylvania, we mentioned, in six. Huguenot, seven. Chancellor, eight. Just behind them in ninth is King George. Powhatan, they are three and five. They are less than a point away from the eighth seed, but they've got to pick up a win here soon and probably get some help. Quickly on the other regions, Hopewell, even though they won and stayed undefeated, they watched Phoebus leap them, and Phoebus is now the new number one team in Region 3A because they knocked off previously undefeated Woodside back on Thursday night, Hopewell's tied for second with York, another team they haven't been able to shake all year. York stayed unbeaten with a win over Smithfield. Well, this week, Phoebus plays Heritage of Newport News, who only has two wins. Hopewell plays Prince George. They're 6-2. and two. York has unbeaten Warhill. So everything might change by the time we get to next Monday. So nothing is settled there yet. Petersburg, they're tied for the eighth and last position with Southampton. Goochland hangs on to the one seed in 3B, but only by a half point over James Monroe. They got nothing for beating VISAA member Blue Ridge on Saturday. Thomas Jefferson, maybe the biggest, most impressive win of last week in Week 9, was TJ's win on the road at Gretna. And they have extended their lead in Region 2A to nearly three points over the second seed. Not away. Pocosin third, Greensville fourth, John Marshall with a huge win over Glen Allen Friday night. They're now about to fifth. King William drops to sixth, even though they played last week. They lost to Benedictine that game again against a private school. Will not count in the standings. So when we get to finale night next Friday night, when we're crunching numbers, King Williams will be divided by nine, not by ten. Amelia right behind them in seventh, Nandiwa in eighth. The only other teams there that are with a shot uh, at the top eight that are not in right now are Arcadia in ninth and Brunswick in tenth. King and Queen Central stayed unbeaten. They're eight and no. They're still the one seed in one A with Essex just behind them, followed by Rappahannock and Washington and Lee, all within less than half a point of each other. And Essex gets Washington and Lee, the four seed this week, and then they go to the three seed Rappahannock next week. If Essex could win both of those games and King William could knock off King and Queen in their traditional rivalry matchup next Friday, uh, then maybe, just maybe, the road in Region 1A to the Class 1 state semis could go through Essex County. Again, all of that is available right now on rbasportsnetwork.com. You see the standings, complete analysis, what needs to be done, what teams have already clinched postseason bids, which include uh, Highland Springs, Manchester, Deep Run, Verina in Region 5B, in 4B, Louisa and Eastern View and Monacan are in. Patrick Henry is likely in. They get a win over Lee Davis. It'll seal the deal. The question then will be what seed they will be. Hopewell is in in 3A with no problem. Goochland in 3B. Thomas Jefferson in 2A. And King and Queen and Essex are in in 1A. So we'll put the wraps on high school football until the end of our show when we remind you about our game of the week coming up on Friday night. We're stepping into Western Henrico County this week for a battle between Glen Allen and Deep Run. Jags now coming in at 4-4 four and four after the loss to John Marshall Friday night. Hurt their postseason chances, but they can zoom right back into the picture if they hand Deep Run their first loss 
of the season. Coverage will begin Friday night live from Glen Allen High School with the On the Sidelines pregame presented by Virginia Farm Bureau Insurance. We'll be joined again by NBC 12 Sports Director Mark Davis. And everything's back to normal this Friday night, fans. We'll have Mark on the pregame show at 6.30, our game of the week at 7. And then Mark will be with us immediately following on the RBA Sports Network scoreboard show. And then I'll join Mark back in the NBC 12 studios. Make sure you join him for On the Sidelines Friday night about 11.13 on NBC 12. Get all the high school football highlights and scores. And then as soon as Mark's done on TV, we hop into the studio with him and we go on Facebook Live on the NBC 12 Facebook page for On the Sidelines Extra, the final word in Week 10 of high school football, the latest playoff picture, and everything you want to know, plus your questions and comments. We take them live. It's interactive. We love doing it. And joining you, the fans, every Friday night again at Facebook.com slash NBC 12 News. Well, we mentioned a few minutes ago that winter sports at the high school level can begin officially practicing two weeks from today. And that means basketball is just around the corner. And in a moment, we're going to sit down and have a conversation with one of the best head coaches this area has ever seen. Vance Harmon, the head boys basketball coach at Henrico High School, is with us tonight. He joins us after this timeout. Back in a moment at Sports Page Grill Ashland, you are in the red zone. There's more to come right after this short break. Massey Wood and West has been servicing the Richmond and surrounding areas since 1923, offering the finest in HVAC systems, home heating, fuel oil, propane gas, and more. Massey Wood and West is a premier dealer of Heil cooling and heating equipment, offering professional service and installation of HVAC systems, gas, or oil furnaces. Heil systems are backed by a century of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. Massey Wood and West also gives you one stop shopping for standby generators, tankless water heaters, gas logs, and other quality Heil equipment. Call today. Stay cool in the summer, warm in the winter with Massey Wood and West. Call 355-1721. That's 355-1721. Or go online to MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com. Massey Wood and West, a premier Heil dealer. Massey Wood and West, prompt, dependable service since 1923. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stoudemire and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. 
Individuals and businesses with tax problems listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start Program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-418-0534. Hey, I want to take a quick second to thank our sponsors to make in the Red Zone possible every Monday night here on 1029 The Mater and live online on the RBA Sports Network. Big thank you to Massey Wood and West. If you see the seven-day forecast right now on NBC 12, you notice 70s, 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 and then you get to Saturday, Sunday, 50, 50. Yeah, and you look at the bottom number, and you're starting to see a three at the beginning. If you've not ordered your heating oil yet, or maybe you've had that you know HVAC unit on coolant, it's been great for you all summer, but you're not quite sure how it's going to handle it when you ask it to go the other way. You need to get in touch with Massey Wood and West. Let them take care of business for you. Checkups, tune-ups, heating oil, whatever the case may be. 355-1721 or MasseyWood and West.com. Right down the street, our friends at We Think and Inc. Business printing that you need, business cards, letterhead, brochures, banners, whatever. And we've mentioned here in the past, if you're a member of a booster club, if you are a volunteer that takes care of maybe the band boosters or the basketball boosters or whoever it might be there at your high school, and you need banners or something for an event, we think an ink can handle it for you, my friends, right here on England Street in the center of the universe. And, of course, to Squirrel and to Willie and the gang here at Sports Page Grill. Can't do the show without them and their wonderful hospitality. Get here for lunch or dinner. Get here tomorrow night and watch Game 6 of the World Series. If you're a Nats fan, cheer on the Nats. I'm sure they'll have a corner for Astros fans as well. It, I am so excited. This idea came up to me several weeks back. I'm like, why haven't you asked Coach Harmon on the show yet? Are you out of your mind? And then finally he had the opportunity to do so, and he graciously accepted. Vance Harmon, longtime high school basketball coach here in the RBA. Henrico High School currently, had, that has not been his only stop. And uh, he was known to pick up a basketball and do a couple good things with it in his playing days as well. We have a lot to talk about. Coach Harmon. Welcome to In the Red Zone. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me, Rob. It's a treat to come out to uh, the sports bar, sports page, and great food, great atmosphere, and love seeing all the uh, games on TV and the friendly faces, and thank you for having us be a part of the uh, the show. It's going to be great. I th- really have been looking forward to this. I really have. Now, before we do anything about you know this coming season and all that, just put that aside for a minute. When did Vance Harmon first pick up? a basketball oh gosh i it probably before early as i can remember uh it just so happens my folks are here tonight ron and ann Harmon, and my dad was uh, one of the longtime coaches in Ranco high school going back to probably 1975 mm. so i'd say i was in kindergarten or pre-kindergarten that year when he coached on some of the jv and varsity teams and i distinctly remember going to the gyms and being a part of whatever was going on 
at the games, practices, you name it. I mean, having the players, they would carry me around running sprints or laps. Uh, <laughs> the games would go on, and I would have a blast going to be the ball boy. Oh, so yeah. it was a uh, it was a whole family atmosphere. And then, of course, to get to the games, my mother and my grandparents would take me to the games. We'd go out to dinner, get there, and uh, I mean, it was just everything was centered around. High school basketball. Tuesday night, Friday night, that's what you did. That's what you did. And I wouldn't have it any other way. And and you grew up in that atmosphere. So, obviously, you would eventually pick up the ball and start to play. And you weren't such a bad player yourself. Go ahead and pat yourself on the back, Coach. You can do that. No, no, I was very very lucky to play at uh, Douglas Freeman High School for Coach Larry Parford. who's one of the all-time greats. Talk about legends. Yeah, belongs on the Mount Rushmore of high school, certainly sports coaches for sure, and played there from 1986 to 1990 or 1986-87 to 90. And we were really fortunate to have some uh, outstanding teams. Uh, We got to the regionals back then. It was tough to to get the regionals now, but but certainly it was a smaller field and there was fewer schools, so the competition was – I'll say I, everybody says it was always stronger back when people were playing themselves. Right. I'm not, I would say it was at least comparable, if not harder. Uh, so we had some good teams, certainly, and uh, our teams were fun to watch, and we kind of played more what you'd equate to a Princeton style, a lot of four-out, five-out things, mm-hmm. uh, sets. Um, and people thought we played – we were scoring in the 60s, and that was kind of up-tempo in the 1980s. And if we got to shoot a few three-pointers a game, then we were lucky. Um, I was the one shooting most of the three-pointers, <laughs> for better or for worse. Uh, so, anyway, I did okay there thanks to, I mean, again, the teammates we had and the system that was in place. Uh, so, again, I was lucky to play for another outstanding coach. And to this day, that is still one of the most fun places to go hang out and watch a high school basketball game, that gym at Douglas Freeman High School. Well, again, I'll say I know it sounds – the good old days, right. but when there was less going on, mm-hmm. that's where students went on a Friday night, Tuesday night, yeah, that's Friday night without a doubt. Definitely. Everybody yes. went to the game because you either went to the game or you went to the movies or the mall. There was no, there were no mobile devices to be right. taking people's attention away. No Netflix. Or yeah. No YouTube. You name it. So right. Everybody had a theme night. It was going on and you would get in from the lower part of the gym all the way to the top end and... The rivals were, were certainly strong, too. There was, of course, probably about eight or ten schools who aren't with us today, like no Deep Run, no Atley, no Hanover, no right. Glen Allen. So right. Freeman Godwin certainly was the far <laughs> west end, the rival. That was the one. For sure. Yeah, you had Godwin, you had Tucker, you had Hermitage. Henrico, Highland Springs. Henrico, Highland Springs. Are, and back in the 80s, everybody would, might recall that the Richmond schools were in that consolidated era. Well, that, and that was a little before my time. That was when you had Jefferson Huguenot with. Yes. Who was an, was just an absolute monster. Uh, a monster <laughs> in certain sports. Armstrong Kennedy and yep. Marshall Walker. Yep. And then you talk about truly the legends of like basketball. Bob Booker was the coach uh, Jefferson Huguenot with when they won a couple states. Marshall Walker was Pierce Callahan. Mm. Who again, you know, one of the all-time greats, Armstrong Kennedy was Fletcher Johnson. Oh yeah. Who, by the way, was an All-American for Randolph-Macon back in the early 70s, late 60s. So he yeah. was the coach at Armstrong Kennedy back in the Paul Webb era. In the Paul Webb when they were Division Two. Yes. And and won, I mean, countless games. So I mean, you, really, there's a lot of dots you can start connected. Yes, you can. And so I think that I've been fortunate enough to kind of 
go through some generations and really see basketball from the 70s up through modern day. So even though I know I look old maybe and feel old sometimes, <laughs> but at, at 48, I mean, I, basketball is fresh in my mind going back to 1975. And Coach George Lancaster, oh, was yes. he was the first African-American head basketball coach in Ranco County. So you talk about, I mean, a lot of different issues and ways, you know, you've seen the evolution of, of the game and how, how things have changed. Correct. And, and, and a lot of people would hear our conversation and think, okay, here they go, talking about the good old days, right. as you just mentioned. But doesn't that help you in terms of, of your ability to coach when it comes to understanding today's kids, understanding what has happened to the game of basketball, what they've seen as they have grown up, because Lord knows – you know, you watch the NBA in 2019, and it's nothing like it was in 1975. But that doesn't mean anyone was better than the other. It was just different styles it was of different. the same game. It was different styles, correct. And you talk about when you do, go to the Larry Birds, the Michael Jordans, and now the LeBrons and the Kobe's and so forth. It's a different style of basketball. Doesn't mean it's better or worse. No. It's just different. And, again, there's a lot more, more emphasis on either – you get a layup or a dunk, or you're shooting a three-pointer. Right. There's less emphasis on that middle range, that that 19 to 12-foot game. But uh, I think a lot of that gets left out. And if you don't teach that as a coach in a program, I think you're doing a disservice to the development of some skill that the players can have. Now, what drove you to decide to follow your dad's footsteps into coaching? I think being or just being around the the game itself and seeing that every game is always a new every day every game is always a new challenge and that could be you're challenging yourself as much as anything and you're challenging your team to get better in certain aspects but you've also got the fun of competition against every other team out there and so trying to get ready to do what you do the best and in turn try and take what they do and turn it into a neutralize that and turn their strength maybe and neutralize their strength into a weakness. Um, I mean, I just thought the thrill of that and constant, again, seeing how many different lives you can touch and be around as far as there's still players and students that he taught back then that, that say, oh, yeah, I had your dad for class and I had your, your father for uh, to be a coach. And so now I'm starting year 26 in my teaching career, so I'm finally starting to get like, children of children right um so it, it's fun to see and i think most of them come back usually smiling and and thanking you um on the back end of it isn't that awesome it's fun and sometimes i bet it's ones that back those years ago you you would think to yourself well they'll never come back and thank no me. <laughs> in fact i would have thought they would have said you know run me out of town the quickest and, and just to get rid of you right and the ones that you can be the hardest on like now for example we've got Right off the top of my head, our former players from like our 2013 state championship team. Right. Two of them are currently playing pro basketball. And one's in uh, Marvin Smith Jr. is in Germany. Jordan Talley is in, I think he's in Colombia. Wow. Uh, oh, sorry, he's in South America. And then we've got there. Some of them are teaching. Some of them are. One of them's a neurosurgeon. Um, our our latest probably best. Most recent one, Demonte Buckingham is now at Cal State Bakersfield, that's, where he's a captain that's of right. that team. So we've got players that are that are doing a lot of great things, and they make it feels good when they call and they'll come back and say, "Hey guys, if you trust the system and trust the process, good things will happen." Ryan Pearson, who played for us in '15, yes, was the captain of the Navy basketball team last year, and to be 
a captain at a at the U.S. Naval Academy huh. is a huge deal. Yes. He got to go to West Point and have training uh, with, with the, all the Navy athletes do who were chosen to be captain. And what a life-altering experience. Amazing. But it, it got to be done through basketball. So that was fun. You think about that. What a conduit that you have. What an opportunity. And you just mentioned there a minute ago about Jordan Talley. The opportunity that people in basketball have overseas that, frankly, really isn't available in many other sports. It's pretty in, uh, incredible that it, it, they, you have a chance if you can't make it in the NBA. There's lots of different opportunities where if you want to play into your mid-upper 20s, extend your career, if you're willing to travel, you can do it. And we've got one play, former player playing for the Harlem Globetrotters, too, on the many teams. And wow. Jordan, Jordan, to go back, said, Coach, I just got offered a, a contract in Iraq. Should I go? And I said, Jordan, do you know much about Iraq? What's going on? Well, it's sunny and it's hot. Like, well, you might want to do a little bit more research, research because that. yeah. So that's why he kind of went off the tracks and veered to South America, mm-hmm. which again, he never would have gotten out of Henrico County like mentally, had he not had a, a great career at UNC Wilmington. Right. Went to NCAA tournaments, played on TV. Yeah. Did Marvin Smith. I mean, so again, they're just two of the the many. But it's been interesting to kind of watch them come up from like elementary, middle school to being wide-eyed to now they're across the other half of the world. That's right. Young men. Young really? Men. That, wow. That, and that's got to be the best part about coaching. Yeah, The wins are great. The championships are even better. But to watch these young men become molded and, 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 and reach the potential that you knew that they had when they walked in the first time sheepishly into the gym or maybe occasionally walked in the first time thinking they owned the gym well, and they needed a, a peg or two down in order to make them where they are And now. that usually happens. They come in most most of them, just like our teams. I mean, our, our team can do well. And they think that maybe we're better than we are. Right. And then we have to kind of take them more back towards middle. And then, again, conversely, when we lose, they don't want to think, well, it's the end of the world. Because we're not, again, you're not as always as good as people tell you are. And you're certainly not as bad as a lot of people think you are in some cases. And you try and kind of fly right down the middle as much as you can so you're not riding that wave. And, and speaking of that, so... I was also lucky enough to play at Virginia Union. Yes, for Coach, Glad you mentioned that for Coach Dave Robbins, where we won the national championship in 1992, and now a lot of my former teammates—not a lot, but a few—whose children have been able to play for me. So I mean, it again. He's in the Basketball Hall of Fame. I was able to learn from him as well, um, and to this day, he still follows the progress of our team and program. And uh, so it's been—I think there's been a lot of neat influences, and of course. I'd be remiss to say Guy Davis, oh, yes. who was the longtime 26-year, maybe more than 26 years at Henrico High School, uh, from the 1960s to the 19 uh, to 1995. Wow, was the head coach, and that's who our floor is that's named after. The, yes, Guy Davis Court. And I'm very quick to always point out to the players, look, we're playing on the floor that you know Coach Davis and the, the, those those guys established where we are, and if they didn't establish it, then we wouldn't have the ability to have the things we do have. Exactly. The, their sweat equity gets you to where you can can win a state championship in 13, win another state championship in 2015. Tell me, Coach, about Henrico Holiday Hoops. 
how it came to be. We have had so much fun uh, being a part of that the last several years. Can't believe this will be, I think, the seventh season that we have broadcast the, uh, parts of the tournament online. Right. Uh, how did that come to be? Because it, it, to me, it's a fascinating tournament. It's always got good teams, but it always has an incredibly positive atmosphere. Well, thank you for saying that. And it goes back to, believe it or not, when I was growing up, um, I would always head to, my my folks would always take me, one of my Christmas presents would be, we'll give you tickets to the, the BCCC basketball tournament. Oh, yes, the Capital City Classic. And yes. that was, I mean, that was Coach Warren Rutledge. I mean, the all-time winningest high school basketball coach in the state of Virginia, public-private. They always brought in teams from up and down the East Coast. Yes. So for many, many years, that was the gold standard. And it's certainly one of the best holiday tournaments. But I would go and watch. This was pre-AAU. This was pre-internet and, and everything else. You'd go watch and see players that would be top 50 and top 100 and All-American players. Phil Ford, Michael oh. Korn from North Carolina, Quentin Daly used to play in the pros. Oh, and, yeah, USF. And, correct. Yeah. And you get to hear all these names. But in the tournament, you get to see him play, and I always thought it was neat that you got to see matchups where you'd see teams from Baltimore play a team from Richmond and a team from Philly and D.C. and New York. And so then as I got a job, I said, one day I'd like to try and make a tournament similar to that. And at Christmas time or the holidays, there's this big dead window of a two-week period right. where oftentimes the players, you're practicing for two straight weeks. So I said, you know what? Instead of us going to travel, which costs a lot of money, and going to places, I'm going to see if I can bring places and people to us. To you. And the first couple years, I mean, I was beating the phone lines and not begging teams to come in, but it was pretty doggone close to being like, will you please come to our tournament? I think we've got something that's going to be good. It's positive. We'll treat you well. Good hospitality, and you'll get some good games in as well. And so for the first couple years, it was a struggle to get eight teams in. And then about somewhere year two or so or three, then I had teams calling me up and saying, can we get in your tournament? Can we get in your tournament? And then it was funny because we had a string of probably from about 2011 on, the team that won our holiday tournament go would win on to win their state Wait, championship. Exactly, yes. Starting with Potomac High School, won it a couple oh. times. We won it a couple times. Colonial Forge. Colonial Forge. Trinity Episcopal. Yes. Um, I feel like there's somebody else I'm leaving out. But for a number of, like, five or six straight years, whoever won our tournament, that was kind of a segue to you winning your state championship. Right, exactly. I mean, and in the year when you guys won your state title, and it's the one year that the tournament wasn't played at Henrico because the Correct. gym was being redone. you got a good memory. Played it at Glen Allen, if memory serves me correct, 68-67. We lost to Colonial. the final score in that championship. Who game. went on to win two back-to-back state championships. And, and it didn't slow you guys down because it was your only loss on the way to the Seagull Center in March. 28-1. Yeah. Well, and now, honestly, now teams coming in from – we had teams coming from uh, Nashville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. Colliersville. Yes. We had teams come in from Baltimore, Pikesville. Right. So now people probably have, I'll field anywhere from 15 to 25 teams that want to come in. I said, look, if you want to come in, you really need to get in touch with me by January. So now, in a polite way, we're turning teams away. Right. Yeah. And that makes for a fun situation because now you can get a little bit more choosy about What's your program been like? What's the success level? Are you going to have, you know, chances to get to your region or state tournament? Uh, Monica with Joe Bamisil. Oh yes. Uh, so I mean, we're just we're bringing in teams. It's a, it's a really it's a great situation. And now our kids 
who don't get to travel much, they love coming and spending all day at the gym oh, yeah. watching other teams play. Right. I mean, so, a, a, a perfect atmosphere, you know, because mostly those guys, they're gym rats. That's where they want to be. And so if they're not on the floor playing, they want to watch who they might play in the next round or a team that might be on the other side of the bracket, but they've got a guy that we haven't had a chance to eyeball, and this may be our only chance to do so before we see him on TV and, one day. And I'd said it, and you're talking to one of the, the, the king of gym rats. I mean, there's nothing more <laughs> I'd rather be doing. Obviously, I love being my family, but sure. then I've been able to have my two daughters come be a part of that. Yes. So, I mean, it's been, again, just a whole, it's a family situation. It's no place you'd rather be than golf course would be a close second. <laughs> but the gym during basketball definitely takes the cake. Definitely. That's December 26, 27, and 28 this year. That is correct. That is a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And, of course, we'll have coverage of it uh, at rbasportsnetwork.com. And we'll have all the uh, information that you need to know about it as well. Coach, before I let you go. Tell me about the team this year. I know they haven't had an official practice yet, but you kind of know who's coming in when you start in two weeks. Opener against Deep Run on the road December 3rd. What do you expect out of the crew this year? Well, what I do expect, uh, I think we're going to have one of the best point guards in the area and even the state, John May Estead, been a third year on the team. Third year, that's right. Uh, um, and I think he's he's worked his way and, and improved his game and up to be in consideration for, he's obviously a great leader for us, but he should be on the short list when people mention the top players in the area and even the state. It kind of things will start and stop with him. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Langley's another third year member of the team, forward, left handed athletic six six foot three. Um, he'll be another major contributing factor. Um, and then from there we got some J V players coming up and still it's too early for me to name names there sure. yet. And then we've got right now we've got a couple at least Probably two young men who have transferred in from other schools who, again, after trials are made, then I feel like I'll, I can talk about them more in depth. Of course. Because I feel like I might be putting the cart before the horse to right. uh, bring up names. But certainly um, I think I do know that the group will be extremely competitive. And I feel like we'll be as athletic as we've been probably in the past two or three years, and with, easily. And with Verina graduating some people and a coaching change there, obviously Highland Springs is always tough. Elsie Bird's always tough. 5B is just, that's it's a crazy place to be, but would you rather want to be anywhere else? That's, no. I, you want to be playing the best. I think you. I think you, if you want to be the best, is what Ric Flair said, <laughs> if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. That's right. And so if truly if you can get out of 5B, then I think it's been proven of years past, that you can certainly be in position to get yourself the big title at the end. Because as short history will tell you, you look at the teams in our immediate area who have yep. won state championships, and the other team in the East End there, the Blue Devils in the yep. East End, um, you got got Elsie Bird who won one, and yep. we've obviously won a couple. Then yep. you go back a few years to Highland Springs. Mm-hmm. So within about a, a 10, 12-mile radius, you know, you've got a hotbed of, of uh, athletes and some good teams. A lot of championship basketball out of this area, no and, doubt. And I will tell you, I, talking to a few people, they think this year's State 5, uh, Division 5, is as wide open as it's probably been. I don't think you can point to any one team and no. say they are the team. They are the team. Agreed. Wholeheartedly agree with you on that. And time will tell. And, and, and then it's opportunity for guys like you. Maybe we can be there. <laughs> we'll just kind of take it one game at a time and – on November 11th, our first day of tryouts, we'll see what we do, and then hopefully on day two we'll be better than day one and keep on moving along. That's right, and getting ready for December 3rd at Deep Run to get it all going. Yes, sir. Vance Harmon, head coach at Henrico High School, thank you so much for being with us here tonight on In the Reds.
Stone. Looking forward to seeing you uh, two months from now at Henrico Holiday Hoops, and I'm sure I'll see you before that as well. Well, it's been a pleasure. And just to let you know, it's folks like you who come out and really do uh, much, many good things for the high school area. It's, you know, without folks like that, then the story wouldn't be told as far as the teams and the athletes and the coaches and the programs. So uh, don't realize or don't discount how many lives that you impact, too. We appreciate that. Appreciate that very much, Coach. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll come back, wrap up this edition of In the Red Zone with a little trivia coming up in a moment. That's next. Live from Sports Page Grill Ashland, you are in the red zone. In the red zone. We'll take a short time out. We'll be right back. So stay tuned to the Mater. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. Now, a Hanover history moment. In the late spring of 1781, Cornwallis and Colonel Tarleton chased the Marquis de Lafayette over and through Hanover County a few months before surrendering in Yorktown. They crossed the South Anna River over Ground Squirrel Bridge, the North Anna River over Davenport's Ford, through the Rockville area, Eastern Hanover, warehouses were burned, generally causing havoc. Tarleton's force crossed Cook's Ford and up Verdon Road near today's Terrell's Tavern at Teeman. During this period, Lafayette is quoted as saying, This devil Cornwallis is much wiser than the other generals with whom I have dealt. He inspires me with a sincere fear, and his name has troubled me in my sleep. This campaign is a good school for me. God grant that the public does not pay for my lessons. Celebrating 300 years of Hanover County, this history moment brought to you by Woody and Nelson Funeral Homes in Hanover County. Visit DignityMemorial.com for more information. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stoudemire and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. At Randolph-Macon College, your education begins with your future in mind from your very first day on campus. Our new Bachelor of Nursing degree provides direct entry into nursing as freshmen who can transition into a nursing career after graduation. Students gain valuable experience working in outstanding healthcare systems in many clinical areas. Visit us online at rmc.edu to schedule a campus tour, a personal interview, or to RSVP for one of our fall open houses. Randolph-Macon College, building extraordinary nurses. All right, we're going to go a couple minutes over tonight because we have some very important business to attend to here to wrap things up on In the Red Zone. First of all, a big thank you to Henrico Head Boys Basketball Coach Vance Harmon. Could talk with him all night. Uh, just one of the legends of this area, his family as well. Uh, just uh, uh, an incredible story there. And looking forward to Henrico's season beginning December 3rd against Deep Run. In honor of Coach Harmon being here and getting ready for basketball season, we've been talking a lot of basketball here in the Red Zone the last few weeks. It's time for a little trivia. We haven't done this in a while. 
I've got a basketball, a fresh brand new one to give away, and I have a young man by the name of, hello, Brennan, is that correct? Yes. Good to have you with us here on the show. Brennan, how old are you again? Six and a half. Six and a half. That means you are in the first grade or second grade? First grade. First grade. Where do you go to school? Elmont Elementary. Elmont. That's a great school. My daughter is now teaching, and she was uh, substituting over at Elmont here about a week or so ago. She loves Elmont. That's a great place to go to school. Now, I have a question for you. I hope you have the answer to the question. You saw the gentleman that I was talking to here a few minutes ago, Coach Harmon. Well, he coaches a basketball team over in Henrico, and his team has won a couple of state championships. In fact, the last time he won a state championship with Henrico was a few years ago. That'll be my hint. Can you tell me what year Henrico last won the state championship? Uh... 2015. 2015. Can I check my computer real quick? 2015. That is correct. They went 28 and 1. Their only loss was to Colonial Forge in their holiday tournament that we talked about a moment ago. And that team won their state championship too. So they both won on the same day on the same floor. You need a basketball? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, Bill has a basketball for you right there. There. Did you know you're going to go out to eat tonight and win athletic equipment? So of course not. I had no idea this was going to happen to me. Brennan, congratulations. Thank you. You are most certainly welcome. You ready for Halloween? Yes. What are you going to be dressed up as? A uh, sniper. A sniper. <laughs> and Wyatt's right here beside him. Are you going to be dressed up for Halloween, my friend? All right. We got we got Panthers. We've got snipers. We've got. Well, what am I going to dress up as? A radio guy. That's what I'll dress up as. <laughs> Brennan, thanks for being with us. Congratulations. Enjoy that basketball. Thank you. You are welcome. All right, my friends, let's wrap things up here on this edition of In the Red Zone. Coming up Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we've got high school and college football action for you here on the Mater. Friday night, game of the week. Glenn Allen fighting for the postseason. Deep run, undefeated. Number six in our latest poll. They are fighting for a top seed in Region 5B. 6.30 for the pregame, 7 o'clock for the airtime. Then after that on Saturday, randolph making in college football, back on the Mater, Washington and Lee comes in. A must-win for the Yellow Jackets and the drive for the ODAC championship as they're tied for first with Bridgewater, who play at Emory and Henry on Saturday. Coverage at 12.30 with a Lux Chevrolet pregame show, including the final word before kick with head coach Pedro Arusa. And then Saturday is also the annual rivalry game between Collegiate and St. Christopher's. We will have delayed coverage of that game on Sunday at 12 noon. Cougars fighting for postseason bid in BIS AA Division One. Neil Steele will have the call Sunday, 12 noon, Collegiate St. Chris here on the Mater. Thank you to Calvin Cecil for being patient and allowing us to go over a couple of extra minutes tonight. Huge thank you to Henrico Head Boys basketball coach Vance Harmon, to all of our sponsors, to Bill for his help each and every Monday night here at Sports Page Grill. We'll talk to you again tonight at 9 for Party of Two back here next Monday night, and I'll also talk to you again on Friday night for the game of the week from Glen Allen. Until then, Rob with them saying have a great night, everybody. In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a production of WHAN Radio. Our producer is Calvin Cecil. Executive producer is William Roberts. In the Red Zone 
with Rob Witham is a copyright production of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC. Any rebroadcast or reproduction in part or in whole without the express written consent of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC is strictly prohibited.